Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Today on the show, we have Rodney Hogue. Rodney is a husband, a father, a grandfather, a teacher, and an author. He's been in full-time ministry since 1977. 32 years of that was a senior pastor in three different churches. He has a passion to see God's kingdom manifest on this earth through the lives of transformed lovers of God who intentionally pursue transformation of their world. Rodney, it's an honor to have you here today. Thank you. It's good to be with you, man. Yes, sir. Enjoyed meeting you last December and then getting to spend time with you again this past December in uh, Belo Horizonte, Brazil. Uh, it was just amazing to see all that God did, but but really enjoyed getting to sit down and have lunch with you one day and just hear, you know, more of your heart. And, you know, I love what you carry. Uh, you know, obviously there, there's a lot of power, but but at the same time, you've just got the heart of a father and that comes from the heart of your father in heaven. So I just appreciate who you are and and what you walk in. Well, thank you. It was really, it was, that was a, an amazing trip. And uh, I mean, I've always enjoyed getting to know the people that go on the trip, but, but especially, you know, getting to know you a little bit better, having some time with you and the guys there in Birmingham is, it was fun. Well, yeah. it is a, uh, it is a fun trip and it's, it's amazing to see what God does with the hungry and the desperate. And there's a lot of hungry and desperate people in Brazil. Uh, so how many trips do you know how many times you've been down there? You know, I really don't. <laughs> uh, I've been going once or twice a year since I think my first time was 2002. So I've been going for about 20 years. Wow. And I'm probably have been there 25, 30 times, something like that. Been all over the country, been, you know, way in the South, been way in the North, been on the I mean, I've been everywhere in that country, and I've enjoyed just the whole thing. It's so diverse. Does it ever stop blowing your mind the things that you see God doing on a regular basis there? We don't we we see that happen here, obviously, you know, it happens in other places, but uh, the magnitude of the outpouring of his spirit uh, for me, it's it's extremely incredible. As many times as you've been, does it ever just stop being amazing? I never get tired of that. I mean, I really don't. I mean, it is so much. It, it's well, first of all, it's just it's just fun to see it, to be able to every time you go know God is going to show up and he's going to do something that's just going to be mind blowing. I remember it was on, on a, a Saturday night it was youth night. I took a team to really, you know, we have our small teams of about seven people on each of the teams. So I had mm-hmm. two, two teams with me on that on that Saturday night and it was a youth meeting. And uh, it, it, nine out of the 14 people, 15, including me, nine out of the 14, everybody they prayed for was healed. Hallelujah. One lady, you know, she had 15 people that she prayed for that were healed. Three others had every, all but one healed. I, you know, it was like, I'm, I'm the one who kind of brought the uh, statistics down a little bit. <laughs> right. 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 But, you know, you, that just doesn't happen all the time. Right. And whenever it does happen, you're like just amazed. Like I, I got to be there that night and got to see that and experience that. And uh, it, it's kind of rare to see that all the time. But 
it, it does when it happens, you just sit back and go, Oh, that that was amazing. Such yes. a joy. Yes, it it really is because you know, and I was thinking about it when I got back, you know, over the last two years, just all the people that I've seen healed over really like 10 days of ministry, if you combine yeah. the two five-day conferences and and obviously there's stuff in the airport and all that stuff, but um, but you know, it's probably like greater than 80% of the people that you pray for are getting healed just easily. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what the situation yeah. is. And here it's probably like 30%, which um, you know, again, the more people you pray for, the more people you're gonna see healed. But there it it really is. Uh, there's this expectation that God is going to move, uh, whether it's on our team or whether it is in, you know, just the environment that the pastors have created down there. And so it is a lot of fun. I can't wait to go back. Uh, I think I'm probably going to be going back uh, in October of this year. Can't go on the December trip again, but uh, I hate that I can't do the the December again because I've really enjoyed that. But uh, so how did you originally, you, you've been in ministry for a long time. How did you start going to Brazil? How did you get connected with Global Awakening? You know, what what did that look like? Well, I first got connected with Randy right around the 2001, 2002. I first heard him speak at a friend's church in, in, uh, in the year 2000. I was pastoring in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, my church was in Hayward. His church was in Fremont. Randy was speaking there. And when I heard Randy for the first time, I said, this is a man that I, I could follow. This is a man. I love his humility. I love what he walked in. I didn't really know all that he walked in. All I know is that I like this guy. So the Lord told me to go on a trip with him and uh, ended up going that, that year, that next year to Mozambique. Now, Randy ended up not going on that trip, but then I got connected with Roland Heidi Baker in Mozambique, which I've been to Mozambique probably about the many times as I've been to Brazil, Wow, you know, so I, I, I go there quite, quite often and begin to see just the power of God there in Mozambique. You know, you, you, you actually meet people who are like raised from the dead. I mean, it's just amazing. It's, I went on a trip to Brazil in 2002 and actually my first trip was to Belo Horizonte, you know, and it was that church where we went was one of the churches that, that we went to, went to a large, uh, a monstrous Methodist church. Uh, went to that Baptist church, uh, went to another different kind of uh, church. I don't remember what, what it was. And uh, it was a small team, probably about 12 of us on that, no, tw 20 of us on that team. And I, I got some personal time with Randy uh, on that trip. Later on that year, I went to Belém with Randy. Bill Johnson was on that trip. I got to meet Bill, got to got to, got acquainted with him and, and his church at that time. So it was like this divine connection relationship. I didn't really try to get connected. It was just like I was uh, drafted or, you know, I was pulled into stuff that I didn't, I was, I was not a, a willing volunteer. I was just, <laughs> I was just a recruit, I guess, right. and pulled into things. And uh, ever since then, I've just, just, I, 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 I've just served this, these people. I served Global Awakening. I served that ministry. I started doing trips for them to Brazil, uh, 2003, 2004. I started doing trips for them to uh, Brazil, then to India, and you know, and then I started doing conferences with Randy here in the U.S. in 2008. So I've, I've just stayed connected with them because I I love what they bring. I love what they carry. I love the integrity. I love the humility that they walk in, 
and uh, it's just something I just love being a part of. Yes, it it really is um, to me because of, I mean, you just glossed over the fact that you've had conversations with people that have been raised from the dead. I mean, yeah. that, that there's, <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, I mean, I think that we need to really understand what this man just said. He's had conversations with people that have been raised from the dead. Yeah. And, and with that, that's the humility in you. That's amazing because it, it's, again, it's mind blowing, but at the same time, that's the God of the Bible. And yeah. when we walk in humility and we understand that that God is capable of go, doing what God does, what God has always done, you know, that is something that, you know, it's it's not an arrogant expectation, but it's an expectation that that we've read the word, that we've had experiences with him, we've had encounters yeah. with him, and we know what we've seen over and over. So when somebody tries to say, well, I just don't think that's God, well, read the Bible. You know, and then attend some of these services yeah. and, you know, does the devil heal people? I mean, I, I don't know why he would want, does the devil lead people to Jesus? I, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure yeah. he's trying to get them to go and glorify something else, you know? So uh, from that standpoint, I think that there is the whole organization, everything that I've seen, you know, it is a group of humble people that come together and they glorify the name of Jesus Christ. They glorify the name of God Almighty. They invite Holy Spirit to come. And then Holy Spirit comes in power over and over. And, and it really is, to me, it's very refreshing because there are a lot of ministries that, you know, it becomes about the leader. It becomes about the organization. And, you know, it is, um, it's a completely different feel. And so I'm, I'm very appreciative, but it is, it's amazing when you come in yeah. and you humbly serve like you did, then, you know, it, again, that's biblical. Uh, you come in and you serve, uh, you stay low and he exalts you. And so that is, you know, exciting. And um, so from the standpoint of, of Mozambique, I've never been to Mozambique, but I've heard amazing things about, uh, I've heard Heidi speak several times um, what's that like? Is it a greater magnitude of power than, than Brazil or on the same level? Uh, I know that it's different yeah. as far as conditions, things of that nature, but I, I think, you know, when somebody says, I want to see miracles and I asked them, I said, well, you know, how many do you want to see? I usually tell them to go to Brazil because you're just going to see a whole lot. A lot of people healed. When you go to Mozambique, you will see some healed, but that's going to just break your heart. It's going to break your heart for the poor. It's going to break your heart for where people in their in their conditions. So, uh, but in the midst of that, we do see a lot of miraculous there. When we go to Mozambique, uh, for the longest time, what I used to do, I used to do outreaches with the the bakers. We would do a conference out in the bush. They call it the bush bush. It's just way out there in the middle of nowhere. And that's really what I where I got my start with the bakers. We would just go out and do a conference with these churches that are out there and then do these evangelistic meetings. And then we go do these outreaches and these villages that had nothing in them. And we would, you know, share the gospel, uh, heal the sick, a lot of manifestations, bring the kingdom of God into this village. And usually during that time, we'll see some amazing, miraculous things take place. Uh, the first blind person I ever saw gain their sight was in Brazil. The first deaf person. Uh, there was one Guy, one person who it was during the floods one year, we were just out there just doing some humanitarian stuff, 
right there in the Zimbezi River and, and doing some humanitarian things. And we're driving along. We just stopped at this one place. And here's a person there, you know. Well, first of all, Heidi said, get it, you know, let's preach the gospel because a crowd got around to it, around us. So we just we just preached the gospel. A lot of people gave their heart to Jesus. And then we just healed the sick. And I remember this is one person that we prayed for who was deaf, who didn't even have an ear. I mean, they didn't even have an ear formed. Hmm. I mean, they didn't even have a hole. (laughs) And they started hearing out of nothing. I don't like, how does this work? You know, they could hear. I mean, they can close this up and they could hear without anything there. I like, I I don't even know how this thing works, you know, but they could hear. (laughs) So it's, it's a lot different. It's, when I say you, the, you meet people who, who raise the dead, I remember I go to one conference and there's the, the, the Dan Wekis, they're from Nimpala. And, and she's like raised seven children from the dead who they all died of malaria. Parents would just bring their kids and she would rock them for hours or sometimes even days until they came to life. Wow. And like, that's not even on my grid. You know, I mean, it's on my bucket list. Of, I mean, I've prayed for a lot of dead people, but not, nobody's come back to life yet. <laughs> you know, I've had, you know, some uh, church members who've died or they go into the emergency room, they've died and I go in there and they're still dead and they're laying right there. And I'm just like praying for them, you know, until something else happens, nothing else happens. I've, I've done a lot of praying for the dead. Hadn't seen that one yet. I, I like, I, I hope to one day, but talking with the people who've done it and who've been raised from the dead, it's like, oh my goodness. It's just, it is totally, it, it's it's mind blowing, but it is really, it opens up the opportunity to sh- to share the good news of the kingdom of God. And, uh, and that is so good. So good. Yes. I mean, it, I think when we stop trying to figure out how God operates, when we stop trying to figure out, you know, how is a person hearing out of their, the side of their head with no hole in their ear? Um, yeah. You know, it, it's, um, you know, the man last year that got out of the wheelchair and danced, you know, hadn't walked in 65 years. The first day he walks, the second day he's dancing and his feet are turned in, you know, like hockey sticks. And, and I was praying that the Lord would make his feet straight. His feet never got made straight. He danced anyway. You know, I have no <laughs> idea how that works. And I'm just weeping before the Lord because like I, I have, like you said, I have no grid for this. I have no uh, you know, a paradigm that that can even fit that into any type of box. And so, you know, when we're looking at these different situations, like, first of all, in America, legally, they wouldn't allow you to rock a child for several days for them to come back to life. You know, they would yeah. want to take the body, put it in, in, you know, have it embalmed, all those different things. So, you know, A, it takes a huge level of faith. But B, it takes opportunity where you could even spend that much time with somebody that's that's been deceased. And so I think that that for Americans to even have any context or or just any realm of possibility of what could be capable, um, you know, they've got to go to these different places because here it's like, well, that would never happen because, uh, you know, you would have to uh, leave the person. Somebody would come and get them. Uh, you know, so it, it really is um, yeah. getting out of our comfort zone is really important in getting into yeah. those environments. Uh, but from that standpoint, yeah. so you've gone into all of these different places. And when you come back, do you see an increase of the miraculous here in America uh, as you share these testimonies? Or is it still just 
you see little pockets here, but it's it's always so much more elsewhere. I think when you actually see it, your faith rises up. And so now you, and there's the power of the testimony. Once you see it, once you observe it, you know, the, 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 the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So it's like he wants to do it again. So whenever you see it, you said, yes, he can do it. Yes, it's been done. So that kind of increases my faith. So when I, when I, when I experience that, I, I come back and, and then I actually, I push in for more because I probably wouldn't have stepped out. I wouldn't have taken the risk. I probably would not have prayed for that. But having seen it, now I'm more willing to take the risk. And even though I don't see as much, I'm still willing to take the risk and just give God a chance to do something. So I, I think what happens is that I, I have to go back over and over again just to see it, just to continue to see it. That way it stays fresh with me, gives me courage that wherever I go. And so I actually see more here in this country when I continue to go back to those other countries and see what God is doing there. When you look at Mozambique, those people there, they don't have much of a choice. They don't have the medical, the availability, the doctors, the medicine. They're much more desperate. And it's like there's a desperation that they have that God just just, just come through. In the, in the country of Brazil, you have a culture that's much more open to the spirit, to the spirit world. So there's actually, you know, since they have a lot of faith in the darkness, they will actually have a lot more faith in the light. So you'll see actually much more faith expressed there where, than you have in this country. So I always have to kind of go back just to continue to raise my faith level and to increase my expectations. Yeah, that's so good. I, um, I definitely, I want to go back every year. Uh, I want to add other places. Uh, I'm working through that with my wife now. Uh, you know, how many times can I go? Uh, yeah. When can I go again? <laughs> and so that that is something you know where I'm trying to to yeah. navigate all that. But um, she's going on her first mission trip here in a couple of weeks to uh, Southeast Asia, and okay. she is uh, really excited about that. And I, I'm hoping that you know again her eyes are open to some of these things. She's seen the miraculous here in the United States, but um, just that that fresh outpouring. Uh, mm-hmm. I want her to to see that and. Uh, because it is, I mean, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same God, you know, in Brazil. He's the same God in Mozambique. He's the same God here in America. He's the same God in Texas. He's the same God in California. He's the same God in Birmingham, Alabama. He is the same. You know, we act different in certain places. We get distracted by the things that we have. Uh, You know, here in America, especially, it's a uh, well, the doctors told me this, and this is the diagnosis, and then we repeat that over and over and over, and this is just what they say, and this is how it's going to be. And it's people partner with the diagnosis more than they partner with, you know, Jesus's healer. You know, That's Jesus right. has already paid the price at the cross for our healing by His stripes. We are healed. You know, and there it's you. You tell them they're like, yes, I, I believe that. I I expect it. And then it happens. Stay tuned. We'll have more Living Life on Purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors. 
Are you a business person that's hungry for more of the Holy Spirit at work? Partnering with God is what you were designed for. Experiencing God at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer. Hearing from God for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible. Heaven and Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. Begin with their free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heavenandbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. Do you ever get frustrated when, you know, you've seen these things and you know what he's capable of, but, you know, you're not, people here aren't getting it as, as easily? I don't know that I, I get frustrated. Uh, I, it's it, a lot of it's just because a lot of it's so much of a mystery. I mean, it's, it's, it's so mysterious. And when it doesn't happen, I don't understand why. I just, I, you know, I'm not going to say, well, it's your lack of faith or, you know, what's wrong with you. I, but I, I, I would say that it's I just sit back and just go, I don't understand why. Why, why it happened there and it didn't happen here? Why did it happen here and it didn't happen there? But I'm not going to let what I don't understand, you know, keep me from ha- from from continuing to push in. I mean, when if I if I talk to somebody about Jesus and they reject him, I don't say, well, I'm never going to pray for, I'm never going to try to show the gospel anymore. I mean, no, I'm just going to continue to do it I, because I'm not seeing some healing. In some places, doesn't mean I'm going to stop. I'm going to continue to push in. And, and there are times that I, it doesn't happen that I don't understand. I can't figure that out. But I continue to push in and push in and push in. Because I, I, just, I just believe healing is just, it's the will of God. I believe God, God likes to heal, wants to heal. And when he doesn't heal, I don't understand it. But I still push in believing that God still heals. Amen. So what you're saying is it's the biblical principle of ask and keep asking, seek and keep seeking, knock and keep knocking. You know, just because we don't see the response that we want, we continue to go after the Lord because we know what he's capable of. We know that his word is still true. Even when we don't see the results, we're to persist and just pray continuously. Yeah. You know, I've had some very close people to me that 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 died of sickness and died of cancer. And and uh, that's in the mystery category. That's what I don't understand. You know, I, I prayed for my dad. He passed away of lymphoma three months. You know, and, and I and I prayed for him with as much faith as I had to pray. And three months later, I prayed for this lady named Susan Starr, who was in. I mean, she was dying. Hospice had been called in. And uh, and God raises her up and she's immediately healed. I'm like, they're the same hands. I'm the same person, have the same faith. I have no idea why, you know, one was healed and one was not healed. But that doesn't stop me from pushing in to say, I'm not going to stop doing this. I'm going to continue to pray and continue to bring the, the kingdom of heaven into my world. That's that's the commission that, that God has put on us. And so we just can't stop. We continue to do that because that's what God is all about. Amen. Yeah, I had um, two friends that I met last December that came back this December. Both of them severed spinal cords. 
Both of them last year are feeling below the waist, below the, the spinal cord injury, both of heat, tingling, moving their feet. I'm just expecting them to get out of the wheelchair, just like the other man, Florenzo. And they, they never did. And they came back this year. It's like, okay, this is the year. And they didn't get healed. I don't understand. You know, I had a cousin who I yeah. prayed and a, a tumor disappeared. You know, so his doctors proclaim that he's cancer free. Six months later, he dies of cancer. I don't, I don't understand some of those things. And, you know, but again, then we see him heal all these different situations, the exact same situations. And, you know, so uh, if we could figure it out, then we wouldn't need God. So uh, he's God, we're not. It's just our job to continue to partner with him to see him glorified on this earth. And the more we do that, the more we will see the signs of wonders and miracles and people will be led to Jesus because of his power and love. Yeah. So it's an adventure. Yeah, he's a he's a big God. I mean, he's bigger than our understanding. And usually what when I'm working with the people, some people, they they allow what they don't understand to hinder them their walk with God. So what will happen is they it's like what I don't understand becomes here and God is up here. And I have to take what I don't understand and lay it aside. I'm not going to let what I don't understand because, you know, people want to know why, 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 why? I don't know why. So I'm going to take what I don't understand because he's a big God. He's bigger than our understanding. I mean, if you can understand everything, he'd be a small God, but he's massive. So I take what I don't understand. I put it aside and I'm not going to let what I don't understand stop my walk and my relationship with God. Nor is it going to stop my pursuit of what he, of what of what he's called me to do. I also understand that we are in a war. We are engaged in a spiritual war with a very real adversary who's seeking to take us out. And so a part of this is just the engaging in the war as we advance the kingdom of God. And whenever you break and, and make take ground, you're going to get resistance. Resistance isn't not necessarily a backlash. It's, you, it's oftentimes, you know, it's like you're pressing in. You've pushed back past a barrier of the enemy. So what you're feeling is the kind of the pushback because you have made advancements in the kingdom of God. Amen. Well, I think that that is one of the things that, um, you know, because people don't understand spiritual warfare and they yeah. start walking with the Lord for the first time. And then they, you know, start meeting that resistance. Uh, they start, you know, getting some spiritual attack that the enemy comes against their family, whatever it may be, or they're going to a deeper level with the Lord. And then they start experiencing that attack. And so they just, they pull back instead of moving forward, realizing yeah. that, that either breakthrough is already there or they're really close to it. And so, uh, you know, God didn't design Christians to be yo-yos, to go back and forth and, you know, he, he designed us to be followers of Jesus, to be in yeah. relationship with him, walk yeah. with him daily. And, you know, the, the word is a, a light into our path and a lamp into our feet. That means he shows us where to go each individual step, not that we see the whole path. So it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's challenging, but it's also, you know, we realize there's very little that we can do in our own strength. The more we rely on his strength and uh, the more we rely on his spirit, the more, you know, we read, uh, we realize how much more we need him on a daily basis. Amen. That's, that's true. Yeah. So from that standpoint, uh, as you minister to people, 
Uh, I think one of the things that uh, I love last year in your message, I mean, this year, you know, you can't give what you don't have. So we've got to receive in order to, to give away. But but last year, you know, you talked about uh, it, it was really a message along the lines of, of getting people free from oppression and uh, yeah. the, the spiritual torment, things of that nature. Um, you know, I loved that you talked about generational blessings and generational curses. Uh, could you, in a couple minutes, share a, a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, God designed the generations to be an avenue or a highway of blessing. God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's known as the God of the generations. The blessings of God come for a thousand generations. God has designed that what is gained in one generation will manifest and be a blessing and inheritance in the next generations. The people of Israel go into the land of promise. They get they get fields that they didn't cultivate. They get vineyards that they didn't plant, wells that they didn't dig. The only thing that qualified them for this is that they were sons of Abraham. So we have to understand this thing called inheritance. An inheritance, I, I, I receive what somebody else bought and paid for. So that's inheritance. God wants us to live from inheritance. And rather than just earning everything ourselves, to gain what somebody else bought and paid for, what somebody else suffered, what somebody else gained you know, in our behalf, and to, and to live from that spiritually. The enemy also understands this highway that is there. So we'll see that the sins of the fathers will go to the third and the fourth generation. So there's debris that stands in our generational highway to receive generational blessings. And so therefore curses will come down, you know, generational highways too. The good news is, is that once you're in Christ, you actually have a, have a greater covenant that's greater than any covenant that's been made in our behalf. Any contract or covenant from a previous generation that's that that negative thing that's coming down, we can actually break that off and clean up that highway because our that's our inheritance. But sometimes this has to be enforced. You know, some things we get automatically, like I get eternal life automatically, I'm a new creature automatically, I'm forgiven automatically, heaven, that's automatic. But there's a lot of things with our promises here that we that we simply have to enforce. We have to be like that policeman that, that say, no, you know, you've just you're done something wrong. I'm going to incarcerate you. I'm going to catch you. I'm going to throw you out. And so we simply have to enforce what Jesus did on the cross. And a lot of times this generational blessing has to be enforced as we cancel any generational curse. Because and it's so therefore it's our rightful inheritance to break everything off that the enemy would like to put upon us and begin to receive completely the generational blessing that would come from all of our generational lines. Amen. Amen. I think that that is so important for people to realize as they're trying to walk in the fullness of God. You know, just because you're saved, that that's awesome. You're getting to heaven and and you're going to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. Uh, in the presence of God Almighty, that is the the first goal, obviously. But to walk around free on this earth, to to fully walk in the inheritance that Jesus paid for at the cross, to yeah. know that that you are free from oppression, depression, 
any of these other things that that can torment people, uh, even those that are saved, uh, to to walk around fully free in that inheritance is that's where victory lives, and yeah. that's where you get to see uh, all of the amazing things that God's doing on a regular basis. And you know, it's it's a lot better than being on the other side. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's good stuff. Yeah, let me give a, a real specific example of that. Let's say that you have you look up your your history line and you have all up your your ancestral line. You have all of these entrepreneurs, people who are successful, people who start businesses, people who knew how to manage business. So you see, there is an entrepreneurial gifting that's up in your family line. But let's say that every time you start something, it fails. Every time you take the risk, it fails. It's like everything you. I mean, you're doing the same things they did, but there's just failure, failure. It's like there's an assault or there's an attack against that. Or there may be like a curse that may come from like somebody else in your family line. And, you know, and and, and so you'll see here's this layer of failures on this side over here and, and people who didn't walk with God. Okay. So now you're just kind of receiving the curses of that, you know, rather than the blessings of, of this entrepreneurial gifting and blessing so what you can do is that you can now, be, I'm going to be very specific and break every curse, every covenant, every contract that was made in my behalf that would try to stop that, that generational blessing from coming. I'm going to cancel that in Jesus' name. I'm going to put the blood of Jesus between us. I'm going to receive all of the, the blessings from those generations, but I'm going to cancel those curses from that generation and cancel those assignments, those contracts with the devil, those those whether they intentionally did it or unintentionally did it, but they did it. And we're going to break that off and remove that off of me so that I can open up those generational blessings. And then you're going to begin to see the the blessings of that begin to come upon you. And the wisdom that is required to do that is going to flow in, in, in greater ways. Amen. I think that there are so many people that, you know, that it's just lack of awareness. You know, they, yeah. they don't even realize that they can be, um, you know, trying to pursue God's freedom for themselves. And, you know, they're Christians that they're getting beat up on a regular basis. They don't even know why. Uh, and, you know, they may have repented from their sin. They may have, uh, you know, asked for forgiveness. Yeah. They may have turned from some of the decisions that they've made in life. I've made a lot of bad decisions in my life and I've repented from those things. And thankfully God made me a new creation. He makes us all a new creation, but uh, the things that happened before, because of those spiritual laws that you're talking about, you know, there are things that happen with parents, grandparents, great grandparents, great great grandparents, and so canceling those things that are in a bloodline and pleading yeah. the blood of Jesus over the bloodline and saying this stops here and now, and in my future generations, I'm going to call them blessed and I'm going to call them favored, and I'm yeah. going to make sure that that they are walking in something new and free. And so just, uh, I, I think that that is so important. Yeah. So, uh, your books, do you have books on this? Well, I, I what I do, I, I have, uh, the two books that people can get. One is the book on forgiveness, but the one that I have on liberated, this one right here, uh, on liberated, this one here's the one that I, that I actually wrote about getting set free. And then the second half of the book is on how to stay free. I don't really jump into a whole lot of the teaching on 
like generational words and stuff like that. I have a, a that's briefly synopsis is there. But in the appendices in the back, I have all of the prayers that we usually pray over people, you know, in that one there. So that's the that's probably the one for for spiritual warfare, getting set free, helping others to get set free and really how to build a stronghold of righteousness to stay free is is that particular book right there. Okay, so So Liberated is the book that you need if you want to learn more about how to gain freedom in your family and previous generations, future generations. Uh, How can they learn more about your ministry and uh, get those books? Well, the books, you can just get that one on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles. You know, it's your your favorite online bookstore should have that one there that you can get on there pretty easily. our ministry, where you can just go to rodneyhogue.com and uh, find out that's where pretty much uh, where people right. can find things out or get a hold of us or think something like that. Okay. How about social media? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, the, I, I do social media some. You know, my it's like my family members do this for me. I'm like, not to, this is not my strong suit, <laughs> you know. So I, you know, I have a daughter-in-law. She kind of does this or, you know, so I, you'll, you'll find uh, there's an Instagram and there's a Rodney Hogue Ministries. Uh, I, I just I, personally, I'm not I, I don't they have to tell me to post <laughs> or they do posting for me. Right. <laughs> but I am on Instagram and right in the and Facebook. If you friend me personally, I've got like about 5000 friends. So I didn't even intentionally do that, right. you know, not hardly ever but that's kind of full, but you can always follow us on there and we'll try to put things in what we're doing and where we're going uh, on on that. All right. So uh, go to the website first. (laughs) And then if you want to see what his family members are posting, then you can go to the the social media accounts. (laughs) Rodney, I really appreciate you being here today. Uh, Just a joy to talk with you as always. And Uh, just thank you for for spending the time, and and I know that this was helpful for me, and I know that it's going to get other people fired up as well. My pleasure. It was great to be with you. And so, if this was something that that added value to you, if you think that it'll be helpful to somebody else, please like and follow us on Facebook, Living Life on Purpose, or on Instagram, Living Life on Purpose. Always, we appreciate you listening, and we look forward to catching you again in two weeks. <music>